The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. You're listening to the Ricky and Clyde Wrestling Show. Listener discretion is advised at all times. Thank you once again for downloading and listening to another episode of the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. My name's Clive and I'm joined by Ricky. How are you this evening, Ricky? I'm doing well yourself. Yeah, I'm good. There was a touch and go with regards to your availability tonight, but we got there eventually. Um, So it's good to have you on. It's good to be on as usual. Yeah, the the OG crew. Moving on. As is normal tradition on this programme, when we do the fast lane, when we do the pay-per-view follow-up show, we have the prediction results, like the table that we do. However, there was a caveat last week that if Rusev and Nakamura got over 3.5 stars, so basically if they get 3.75 stars and over, I would take five points off my total tally, because I didn't think they had it in them. Now, it was not the worst of matches I've seen. It was quite decent, so I'm a wee bit squeaky bum time. I don't know what Meltzer will give it. I still don't think he'll give it 3.75. However, we'll wait for that official rating to come out and then I'll update the league table and give you the results next week. All right. Um, fast lane, Ricky, a good show all round? I think so. I think so. I would say solid to just maybe better than that as well. Uh, similar to quite a lot of recent pay-per-views. Um, can't say mm-hmm. many have like blown me away, maybe individual matches, but as an overall pay-per-view, there hasn't been one that's blew me away completely. Um, Rumble was good, but enough, that probably did blow me away. Um, but overall, it was, a good, it was a good solid pay-per-view. Um, several sort of storylines coming out of uh, different matches, potentially all of them actually so overall I'm, I did enjoy it I didn't. I enjoyed what I saw Aye. yeah right and uh, they've had a sort of steady consistency with regards to pay-per-views especially in 2018 for me Royal Rumble it didn't blow me away but I still enjoyed it there wasn't anything there wasn't any sort of offending booking or anything like that and Elimination Chamber was all well and good nothing that annoyed me from any of the matches in terms of outcomes and stuff and the same again with Fastlane but I think from where Smackdown has been over the last God knows how many months now basically since uh, Superstar Shake-Up after WrestleMania last year it's really struggled for a long long chunks of that year so the fact that they had a good pay-per-view should be applauded to be fair and it was decent for the grand scheme of things as I said the Rusev Naka match was good Randy Orton, Bobby Roode was alright, but it was just one of those Trinlock Island numbers, and although it was, that's alright for some people, I just thought, I was worried going into that match that their styles were too similar, and it would be like a styles clash, no pun intended there, and it didn't really 
come out in second gear at all. That's a problem that with a lot of Randy Orton's matches, so that kind of put a dampener on things. The women's tag match was oh hum, just what you would expect really. I did enjoy the women's title match. I thought that was, apart from one brutal botch, I don't know if you remember it at all, where Charlotte was like she was trying to twirl Ruby Riot round into the ropes, and she just her aim was completely off, and Ruby Riot still flung herself into the second rope. Do you remember seeing that at all? Vaguely, yeah, I do. Uh, it, it took me right out of it because up until that, I thought this wasn't a this wasn't a tidy match. It was already ugly. Um, lots of sort of grisly punches being thrown, and it was just a, a scrap, a good fight. But that moment in particular threw me out of it. But definitely, Ruby Riot um, gave a really good account of herself on pay per view. Hopefully, that's good things for her going forward. Were you a good fan of this match? Don't know why I said good fan there, but <laughs> I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. Um, I didn't really know what to expect going in. Um, I wasn't expecting like you know an absolute classic. Um, for what it was, almost like a because it's almost like a filler pay per view in a sense. What you get between the rumble and um, in WrestleMania, you don't expect too much to happen, too much of excitement. Um, so yeah, for me, as a one-off feud in a one-off sort of match, for the time being, I did enjoy it. Um, but obviously, the big thing was what took place after the match um, oh. with Asuka appearing. So, I mean, nothing. That's the thing with a lot. Of, I know a lot of SmackDown's Mania matches took shape on Sunday there and Tuesday last night as well. But before that, there was just this air of, oh, this isn't going to be good. But they've got a few matches in paper now. Like set in stone, so you've got AJ Naka. We know that AJ won the six pack challenge once and for all. Asuka and Charlotte, I mean, see when Asuka came out, there was a, a delayed reaction pop from the crowd. It was just a yay, Asuka's music come hit. Oh, wait a minute, and then they realised what was actually going on. And I was, I had quite the pop when I was watching it in the house, just like you, Dancer, this is going to be fantastic. And the, just the gravity of the situation. That Charlotte Flair, this match that you personally have been dreaming about for months and months and months, way before Asuka was even called up, and it's happening at WrestleMania. This is actually, right, okay, you've got AJ Naka, but this is quite possibly the match of the night for me. In terms of hype, my own personal hype, where would you put it in your hype chart? I am. You know, on and off record, I've maintained that Charlotte should never have lost her undefeated streak. And when Asuka came up, it should have been sort of streak versus streak. Um, the matches, like, just because that's not involved, just because that that little caveat's not in it, doesn't bother me at all. This, and, and you, uh, I'm pretty certain you should remember again. I remember telling you one day a women's match will main event WrestleMania. And I think you were a bit like, because mm, this was before the so called, like, before even we saw, I think this was even before we saw Sasha Bailey at All Takeover right. and stuff like that. So, this was even before the women's revolution, wasn't it? I, say, uh, I think so, and I said it to you. So you're a bit like, mm, and then you're like, no, well, they might mean event a pay per view, which has already took place twice, I think so, isn't it? If you include the Rumble, then yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, so I maintain a women's match will uh, main event Mania. That may even happen next year if they decide to go Ronda Rousey and Asuka, depending on how Ronda Rousey looks for the next year. 
Well, but I mean, I maintain it, and for me, this is probably one of the top three matches I'm I'm looking forward to. Um, it is legit heavyweight women. Um, like it is box office. It's like a pay per view boxing event, and this match uh, is going to. I've got extremely, extremely high hopes for this match. This match, this is what WrestleMania is all about. For years, like a good few years now, I have bought into all the hype, and then on the night, I've just been let down. Or whenever I watch it, I've just been let down. Thirty-two didn't do almost anything for me. Thirty-one thought was decent. It was saved. I think the tone of the whole show was saved with Seth Rollins cash in at the start. Eh, sorry, at the end, eh, and the. Last year was just it was just too long to even sort of properly gauge how good it was because it was just such a long drag, a long slog. Mm-hmm. But this Ask a Charlotte. Um, before this, I was actually listening to Rich from One Nation. He's actually on the Docs podcast this week with Dave Fenichel, uh, and he was saying you've got a few matches that are on the card this year. You've got AJ Naka, Roman, and Lesnar. They've already faced each other before, right? Asuka and Charlotte have not and they are both like proper peerless professionals in their game so to see them square off against each other I mean I don't even care I do not care how badly smack big Brian James books us this is going to be a, a showstopper I really hope it is and if I'm disappointed I'll be gutted but I can't see it being bad No I'm I think what you're getting is two of the top three women in the in, in the company. So um obviously that doesn't mean styles are going to jail, etc. But when 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 two individuals are that good, you you kinda expect a a, a great match uh, and you're almost disappointed when they don't for whatever reason. Um But again, like it's the same with you, I will be disappointed if, if the match doesn't deliver. I'm expecting a real good matchup, and I expect this to take place at a real big moment, big spot in the pay per view. Because, like I said, for me, it's one of the big three matches on the night. Uh huh. Um, I would I would put AJ Naka in there as well, and I would put Roman and Brock just because of what that match could potentially mean, etc. Um, and that probably, in, in all fair, in all honesty, that probably is the top three match I'm really looking forward to. I see title match comes close to it, obviously. Um, but yeah, like I say, I've been I've been I I say a long time ago that this is a match that should take place at Mania, and I would have been I'd settled I would have settled for SummerSlam, but Mania was the one, and I'm delighted we're getting it. Oh, I delighted. That, I mean, even that's an understatement. I know. And you were saying there one day that a re- woman will main event WrestleMania. If the rumours are true, then that might actually happen. With this mixed tag match, no, I mean like an actual. I know, I know. Not just not just a woman involved in it because that can't be the final match of the night. It just can't. I hope not. It's not even a case of. I'm not even going to go down the road of Ronda Rousey doesn't deserve it, or why we're having a mixed tag match as the show closer. It's just a case of there are other matches that are more deserving of it. Brock Lesnar. We'll stay in kayfabe here. Brock Lesnar has held that title. Will have held that title for 365 days, there or thereabouts. 
he's no, no. undefeated. He's held like that is a big deal for him to get, like for all intents and purposes, lose that belt to Roman. Like, like there's several matches that should go on last before that one. Roman and Brock, you could potentially say Cena versus Undertaker. That takes place. You could say Ask and Charlotte. I saw that all over Twitter. People are saying that that should be the main event. Like I said, I don't think that will be because I think if they do go ask uh, Ronda Rousey, that has a chance to close the show next year. Possibly. Um, but no, this Max Tag match no doesn't do it for me at all. But I think from from what the matches that are made that are official at the moment, coupled with the matches that you believe that are going to take place, this mania is absolutely <laughs> stacked. Out of nowhere. Like you kind of always have an idea that there's going to be like three or four right good matches, right good matchups, but this is legit stacked to top to bottom. Um, so if you run through it, please, ask a Charlotte. Please do. AJ AJ Naka, KO and Sammy, which I believe Shane's going to be involved. And if Shane gets involved, so be it. Shane can hit some nice high spots, etc. And at least it's going to be a bit of a almost like a street fight anyway. Um. Bludgeon Brothers versus New Day versus Usos. That's going to be excellent as well. Mm-hmm. And I know you're not keen, but I do believe that it's going to be Orton, Jinder, and Bobby Roode for a US title. You might not be keen, but see, honestly, that's a that's SmackDown alone, and that is that is just heavyweight matchup after heavyweight matchup. You then need to throw in um, the cruiserweight. <clears throat> the Cruiserweight final as well which I kind of think we all sort of hope is going to be Cedric Alexander versus um, Mustafa Ali that's, on, that's going to be on it you've got and then you move over to Raw and you've got the Miz versus Seth versus um, Finn Brock versus Roman um, the Bar versus Braun Strowman and we'll obviously touch on it later Braun Strowman whoever his potential partner is potentially Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax I'm kind of liking what they're doing with Nia Jax just now. Uh-huh. It seems like they're positioning it to be to turn babyface here. Um, and then obviously we could get Taker Cena. People can say what they want, whether you want that match or not. But it's it's a match between two of the greatest names ever. And I'm not trying to say it's going to be good or anything. I'm not trying to sell it or anything. I'm just saying that itself is the selling point there. I... And obviously you get the two battle royals thrown in as well. And obviously that mixed tag match. And the mixed tag match, to ramble on a bit, the mixed tag match, more than anything, is everyone just intrigued to see what Ronda's like. And to me, it's going to showcase a little bit, but it's not going to give you a real true indication of where she is and what, how no. good she is in the ring at the moment. It's just going to highlight a few a few of her moves, but you're going to find out later on down the road uh-huh. how good she actually is. See, touching on the Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, that was obviously announced last night in SmackDown when Shane O'Mac said they'd be facing off against each other. I don't think Shane will be involved in that. Apart from him saying, you won't see me on SmackDown anymore, they gave him a fucking a beatdown and a half last night. I think that'll be a case of Shane turns up on the go-home show or the week before the go-home show. I think me, I'm thinking Shane turns up, puts himself in the match, and then I think Daniel Bryan turns around and says he's a special guest referee. Oh, can they not just leave with Kevin and Sammy to do it? I mean, you heard the crowd on Sunday. I know. When 
they just started scrapping with each other. The, the, the sort of the dual dueling forearms to the head, which is their signature sort of dual fight, and the crowd were lapping it up. And the roles have kind of reversed because Sammy's the one that's been more of an arsehole than Kevin Owens is. So it's a new dynamic where you've the your um, your moral alignments have reversed. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that alone is interesting to see. I always I don't mind seeing a match if someone has went from heel to babyface and vice versa for the other wrestler. That just like, I'm desperate to see that for Seth and Dean. I I also don't mind seeing a rerun of a match that I've saw six months ago or so, even if it's the same situation in terms of who's a heel, who's a baby. If I know the match itself is going to deliver, I just uh-huh. don't, I wouldn't want another prolonged feud. That's why I was quite content with New Day and Usos because to me I thought it was just going to be a one-off match or was just going to lead to something else now with the Bludgeon Brothers but that's a twist to it the whole thing so that's why I didn't I was a bit annoyed about it but I was, I was still thinking well they're going to put on a good match so I can accept that just now Well see if it is Shane you're going to be you'll have four triple threat matches on that card that's too much so you've got- I know but they're all they're always all about trying to get as many people on it as possible. I know, but they don't need Shane on it. They've got the commercial match with Ronda Rousey. They've got the the press covering it already. They don't need Shane for that this year. Who's the four triple threat? Right, so if I see I see US title. Well, uh, potentially, actually, potentially. Probably tag the SmackDown match, US, tag. Uh, that's right, Smack. Yep. Okay. Uh, so that is, I think. Four triple threat matches is just a bit too much for me. You've got the battle royal as well. They're literally going to try and get every single roster member on the card, aren't they? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see who gets bumped to the pre-show, though. Well, before it's just this is going. To, this WrestleMania is going to be about five days long, and that's a problem because I, the the women's battle royal that will be on the main the main card. Probably. And it means fucking nothing? It certainly means... It means... We'll talk about that later on a wee bit. Mm-hmm. The Women's Battle Royal. But, um, see, as I and say... Like, on you go. Has, has the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, has that always been on the pre-show or was that on the main card for a couple of years? It's been on the main card and it's been on the pre-show... Right, okay. It's been back and forth. Because, man, I hope this doesn't come come across or sound as incredibly sexist. But no, well, don't say it then. No, it's a valid point. No, you hope that they're not just putting the women's battle royal on the main card just, just the because they're women. Because they're like, oh, they're women, so we should be doing it. Like, put it on because they deserve it, as opposed to, oh, this will like tick a wee box and it'll you know it'll make us look good like no that achieves on the outside it might achieve something but it really doesn't if you're not actually believing it uh huh but I think I think we can't have two battle royals so it comes down to I think we probably will have the women's because that's the first ever uh, Miller's battle royal whatever you want to say but really it's it's as significant as the Andre Giant battle royal nothing really comes from it I think what will happen is, and it's this, this is actually the reason why I don't want, apart from the controversy side of things, the reason I don't want it is because it will probably end up with Becky 
no, sorry, Bailey and Sasha left, and that will be their sort of blow off to their feud. I would much rather they fought each other separate against each other, just the two of them. Mm-hmm. And see, even if it, as a pre-show, fine. I'd, I think it would probably be the women's Raw title match, the Raw women's title match that will be on the pre-show. I don't. I think it'll be the US title match if it's going to be it, and it'll be a US title match on the pre-show. You think we'll put Randy Orton in the pre-show? Did they not have Randy on a pre-show before? I can't think off the top of my head. I think I think they might. Like, who else would it be? Like, really, if you think about it. Not a clue. They're not going to put... I can't see them putting a Raw title match on it because to, I, I feel like there'll be a title change there. And I know they've done it before in terms of title change, but it's a big sort of title change because Alexa Bliss held that title one for a while and it's almost like the coronation of Nia Jax and they won't want to put that on the pre-show. They should just get rid of the pre-show and we're already accepting that it's going to be a long, long pay-per-view. Just fling it all together. Stop the pre-show, cut it down to an hour and make that part of the card so it will just be a six hour pay-per-view and have have the oh my god six hours I know but it's going to be over five anyway you know that I know I know but I'm just saying just six hours I know so just cut out all the crap with the the social media lounge and cut that. out the crap that we see watch these over the hill singers quote unquote singers or rappers or whatever you call them and they're shite nobody cares about Florida no one sure as hell fucking cares about Kid Rock I don't believe anymore like, no one gives a fuck they pull in they pull in people right that were relevant 5-10 years ago well I'm out of the loop but isn't Florida a, a big deal no ok I'll take your word for it I mean I'm sure Richard James or anyone else down Florida might correct me but fuck no do you know what actually took me a good year or so before I put two and two together and it, realise Florida Florida is Florida <laughs> <laughs> imagine he was from like I don't know Alabama or something uh, New Orleans and he just named himself Florida and his name is Alabama <laughs> that's the thing like who gives a fuck about that not well personally speaking not me I don't I sure as hell don't I don't know many people that do if it was from a like, personal standpoint if it was something I know that he's dead now but if it was something like Motorhead then I would watch that uh, but well, if you're going to go someone relevant or someone new etc I know we're sort of going off topic here but you would get someone like like the usual the usual names because I think it works better when it's when it's um, during like an entrance like Snoop Dogg when he brought down Sasha Banks a mm-hmm. couple of years ago that felt fine Obviously, there's that family element there, but do you know what it worked when it was bone chilling stuff? When um, oh, was it the summer takeover? I can't remember exactly which takeover it was, but Alistair Black came down and like a sort of scream screamo metal band were singing mm-hmm. like his his theme music, uh, and they were on the stage. It wasn't. It wasn't against. It wasn't the last takeover against Velvet Dream. Dream. It was a Tammy. I think it was. Was it a takeover before it? It was I. Hideo Atami, right? But this band. So that was a SummerSlam. They were headbanging so violently, I thought their heads were going to fall off. And Alistair Black <laughs> is literally just walking at a snail's pace in amongst the band, 
hardly moving. I thought what that is, what a striking visual that is. I know. If you want to get someone, someone relevant, get someone like Cardi B. You obviously won't know who that is, but <laughs> not still, a clue. You know, <laughs> right, we're going off topic here, but bottom line is Florida is absolute shite. Well, I don't even know if that's going to be a controversial statement or not. But I, I, I can put it into the WhatsApp, the, mess, the Facebook Messenger group right now and see what people say, but I, <laughs> anyway, let's move on. See, right, see out of nowhere, mm-hmm. Fastlane and Smackdown, could you argue or that on paper Smackdown actually has the better part of the Mania card? See, I mean, I would say so. Um, yeah, I think Raw, as usual, has probably the more quote unquote glamorous matchups. Mm-hmm. But SmackDown, for a, I think, for a pure wrestling aspect, it does. Um, Charlotte but in saying that, though, I'm 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 really excited though about some of those Raw matchups as well. Oh, aye. the the Intercontinental Title matches that'll be a classic, I think. The but the. KO Sam, you've, you've already mentioned it, but I want to mention the triple threat tag team. I don't know how people feel that the Bludgeon Brothers have inserted themselves into this picture because the New Day and Usos have had this legendary feud. But by God, the Bludgeon Brothers made an impact on Sunday night. And fair enough, when you heard their music play at the start, you think, oh God, here we go. But they laid, laid they layeth the smacketh down all over the place on Sunday mm. night. And it was really effective. And I've said it a few times now. Doesn't matter what their gimmick is, the Wyatts can go in the ring, especially Luke Harper. They've had good matches with the Usos, with the New Day separately. The Usos and the New Day speaks for itself. So I know that sort of triple th- triangle tag team matches can be a bit of a mess, but I think this could be a, a cracking tag team match, tag team title match for SmackDown. Because um, we've always been a fan of Luke Harper as an individual. Oh, big yes, time. Sir. Massive, massive but fan. We also say as a, as a team that we enjoyed them as well. They were always good. It's just a nice little crease, a nice little wrinkle to this New Day and Usos feud as well. So you add them into it and it's got the makings of a, of a, of a really, really good match. Uh, a match I expect to be on the main card. Um uh, I am a fan of it overall. Um, I thought it was initially going to be uh, a one-on-one with the Usos and Bludgeon Brothers, but like I said, I'm not going to complain about this matchup. I think I think it's got it's one of the better matchups on the card. One of the match I'm really looking forward to. It's a nice contrast of wrestling ability as well because you've obviously got the you throw on the Bludgeon Brothers um, their style like just really really rough and aggressive and you saw that um, obviously on Fastly when he came down and sort of interrupted the match and then on Smackdown when he had the match against was it Jimmy Uso? I can't remember it was one of the Uso was in Big E so they've been booked quite well so far as well uh, they look like a real threat and I'm I'm looking forward to this match and I'm looking forward to seeing it building and going and just see because at the moment you're sort of getting 
that I do feel like the Usos in New Day are sort of going to come together to go against the Bludgeon Brothers like from a kayfabe sort of angle but it's obviously going to break down and it's obviously going to be a triple threat obviously it's not been confirmed or anything but this is one of the better matches on the card in fact and I think that back camp is not one of the better matches on the card because it's difficult to pick what are the better matches on the card but this is one I'm really looking forward to and I'm hoping as much as you might want them to coronate the bludgeon barrels for me I want the Day to continue holding the titles Usos sorry Usos sorry yes Usos I let the Bludgeon Brothers win it later on at the the next pay per view, the dual branded, the next dual branded pay per view. See, it's going to end up a mess, isn't it? Mm. We're going to end up with like five hour pay per views all the time. Yeah. Or if you're not going to end up with five hour pay per views, you're going to end up with a lot of people missing out. But in saying that, I, I still believe it that you should have sort of many pay per views taking place on Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, because um, not everyone on it's going to make make the pay per view. And do you remember when I want to say it was just in the build up to Survivor Series, or it was just after Survivor Series, where SmackDown had those three title matches? I think a women's title match, tag title match, and it might have been the US title match was on it. Remember, all in one SmackDown. Mm-hmm. It was almost like a, it was. I think it was. Like, I can't remember if it was between. Survivor Series I think in, it was in December just, I think it was called the wild card episode or something was Wait. it so that was almost pretty like almost like a mini pay-per-view mm. oh we've not had a, we're not going to have a pay-per-view for about 7 or 8 weeks so we'll throw this right and slap back in the middle and it felt like a big deal so maybe you might see one or two things like that maybe it, potentially more title defences and maybe more title changes aye. on Ron Smackdown as well like more uh, more interesting stuff on go home shows or matches that haven't got a pay per view payoff getting paid off the Monday or Tuesday after the pay per view. Yep. Just to keep the ratings going and all that stuff. But SmackDown, so all the telly might still end up rubbish, but the pay, the card for Mania is looking pretty sweet for SmackDown. And uh, but they're still looking good on Raw. There's still a lot of stuff going on, and I really liked the Roman Reigns segment on Monday night where he called out Brock Lesnar again however then he went backstage to basically say to Vince right I want a word with you I really liked that wee segment they had there but see this is where is any booking going to work for Roman so he goes out and he says uh, does his truth promos again and I won't be surprised if he starts getting that fucking see the bubble writing that you're getting on screen now Mm. Oh, that's terrible. Truly bad. Uh, they'll start doing promos with that on it. But he's doing the truth promos, calling Roman uh, Brock Lesnar out for being a part timer. Then he goes backstage. Vince takes him away. Why was Shane there, by the way? What was he doing backstage? No idea. Especially after the invasions at SmackDown uh, Survivor Series time. And then he gets temporarily suspended, and the fans cheer. That. What? What can he do? What booking is going to make fans accept Roman Reigns? Nothing. <laughs> like, it, it's the truth. This, um, this is really as a case of it is not his fault at all. Yeah, and, and like, obviously we've not touched on the Fastlane title match. We'll go back to that in a minute. So we'll talk, just quickly jump to this segment. But nothing. 
honestly, there is absolutely nothing they can do because I can't even think of a heel right now who everyone really hates that you could put against Roman and they'll cheer Roman. I can't think of anyone. So for me, if I'm Vince, I stick with two fingers up at the fans. He's probably been doing that for a long time, but I, I stick with my two fingers up at the fans right. and say, fuck you, I no longer care trying to appease. And, I, and, I, and I'll say this wrong, appease the small minority of people in the crowds. I said it last week or the week before, people who have got an issue with certain things or don't like certain things, they seem to be the ones that speak up the loudest. I guarantee for every one or two people at Boo Roman, there's five, ten people cheering them. Because we are grown, some, I mean, some of grown adults, we think this is the only market people should care about. Never mind the kids or the other people that care about Roman, but as long as, long as this one small minority, one portion of the, of the crowd, if they keep booing Roman, we've got to appease them and make sure Roman gets over. I've never heard so much bullshit in my life. And like I say, people, I guarantee it, so many people right now won't understand why they're booing, booing Roman. I'm booing because the guy next to me is booing. Well, you're a fucking sheep. Because... I, wouldn't, I wouldn't care anymore. Like, it, all you're going to get is these wee cheap pops. And as Rich mentioned in the messenger group, basically the night after Rob, they're going to start booing and they won't care anymore. Probably. Like, I like the idea. And sure, the idea of it is to get Roman over, quote-unquote, over even though he is already over, that I like the idea of it. Like, you just play on the fact that everyone hates it and Brock's a champ, Brock's part-time. So you just keep playing on it. Pretend Brock was supposed to turn up to Rob. It doesn't bother. He does what he wants. He only cares about the money. The booking of it is absolute fucking genius. Right, I mean... But come, but come, potentially come mania, people might not give a shit. But like I say, just because that's the people in the crowd, some of them are booing, that's not everyone booing. I mean, it's literally... It is, this booking is literally a look behind the curtain from what happened on Monday there. I think oh, that, that was, like I said, I know you said it was excellent, and that was fucking it. It was, it was so different. You it, just got a small insight in what actually, what it looks like back there, and uh, it, it's, it's excellent. It, it was, it was really, really, it was, I never expected it at all. Uh, we're uh, going to mention Rich again here, but he, <laughs> we're paying Rich's bills tonight, so we are. <laughs> uh, but he said as well, I think it was in the Wrestling Squared Circle Facebook group or the Messenger, what was it he said? Aye, that we were all upset that Brock is a part-timer and he's hiding behind his contract, whereas it was Vince that was at the other end of that contract that signed it all uh, for like shoot purposes. But they've incorporated that into it now by Vince going backstage, uh, sorry, Roman going backstage, calling Vince out and saying, what's the script, what's going on here? Why are you letting me walk out onto the arena floor, the stage, the ring? Not even mentioning to me that Brock isn't about. So I like that they're doing that, and there's, as far as I'm concerned, at the moment there isn't anything more to do. Like he's suspended next week. Brock's going to be there next week, so they're saving. They're going to have. You know what's going to happen? They'll be the go home show, and they'll make up for the mistake that they had three years ago with that tug of war over the belt. And they're going to have, I think they're going to try and beat the brawl that Brock and Taker had a couple of years ago. Remember the one that was about five hours long? Ah, uh, that's right. It's going to be a big, big brawl, and I'm all for it. 
Um, like sometimes, sometimes I maybe not overthink it or try and like sometimes I feel like wrestling should be similar to the way boxing is in the sense that sometimes you do get a bit of pushing and shoving in press conference but most of the time it's just a press conference a face off the way in bit of jaw bit of mouth in, and then finally they get to get the, uh, get to start punching one another and fight night sometimes I'm of the belief in that like, like sometimes I just wish like a good stare down just just gets adrenaline going just gets like gives you shivers but they tried that before and it didn't work I feel like this could be different and I'm not and I feel like this storyline now it wouldn't work because there's been that much tension there's been that much aggravation that you just feel that even if this was a boxing or an MMA match you just feel this much supposed tension and aggravation anger towards each other it will just explode the very moment they're near each other and that's the sort of that's what you're going to get I think like you say is when they first come face to face with each other because obviously Roman's suspended next week he won't turn up I don't see him jumping the railings or appearing or whatever and then what we're left with three shows after are we this is oh god it's middle of March one two three I think it is three rows left right so then I don't think then there's two after there'll be two after that I don't think I think Brock will then won't turn up on the Raw on the 26th of March mm-hmm. and then they'll turn up on the 2nd of April for the go home show and that's where we'll have that big big fight well can I put my fantasy booking hat on for a wee minute mm-hmm. what if you're right and they don't actually <coughs> like say for instance they've got all the the fake the independent wrestlers and the, the jobbers dressed up as security guards and they don't actually get to scrap with each other on the go home show and then instead of what well, is getting a bit boring now when you've got the big matches the championship matches you've got and standing in the, the corner to my left all the way from Michigan weighing in at 280 odd pounds see that stuff who the fuck's in Michigan <laughs> uh, don't know it was just the first state that came into my head <laughs> Uh, that's uh, that. Oh, uh, and, uh, do you know who comes from? Geography lesson for you: Michigan's not a state. Detroit, Michigan. Anyway, Detroit, Michigan. Is it not? Is it? Uh, do you know who is? is from, maybe Michigan is. Do you know who is oh, from Michigan? That yeah. f- that famous rapper Mitch Eigen. For fuck's sake! Uh, anyway, back to oh. on, back on point. The oh, Michigan, Michigan is a state. Sorry, uh, apologies. I forgot. Uh, so, whenever say it's JoJo or something's about to announce it, they just go at each other straight away. So, kind of like how Joe and Brock started then. Uh huh. But they both get the upper hand over each other. If that makes sense, like they actually just fall to the floor, punches thrown, like an absolute. A, See, and a that would be good because then you could have something like, like. Brock or Roman whatever toss one into the barricade and roll into the ring bell goes and there's an official start or whatever well, like, it, it could work it could work um, but I think that this time the go home show is where they'll just start like beating the holy hell out of each other 
and that's that just ties in perfectly with the rest of the storyline. Mm-hmm. With pace, that I think with this whole thing, the <coughs> range being suspended, people thinking that's just trying to get sympathy on him. I think they're just trying to pace out and flesh out the story. Same no, as same as why Rousey, uh, the Rousey angle wasn't really furthered this week. And I, I you know, I was vocal, like pretty vehemently so. Like, Rousey better be on every single Raw. If she says she's going to be full time, she's better be full time. And she wasn't on on Raw this week. And do you know what? I wasn't that fussed because there's like a sort of a break. There's a break in their story just now, and it makes sense. Ronda's got the upper hand. There's only so many things you can do. There are three three Monday night Raws left. So they need to just flesh it out. So pacing it, I've got no issues with that. It gives the build. It makes the build a wee bit more better instead of just filler shite that happens now and again when you've got these contract signings or whatever. Um, so I'm fine with all the booking that's going on at Raw at the moment. But the tag team... So, as a wee sort of quick recap, the bar were coming down to the ring and basically ended up being attacked by all the tag teams on Raw. So, was it Kurt? King Kurt made an announcement, like a tag team battle royal and whoever the winner was would face the bar at WrestleMania and then Big Braun comes down and battles every one of them. So, as we currently record, Braun, it is Braun on his own versus the bar. We've been saying for weeks what kind of match do we want for Res- for Braun Strowman at WrestleMania. I don't think this is it. You don't, in the sense that this is not what you want, or do you think they're going to do something different? No, I mean I don't think it's what I want. I'm a big fan. Right. I'm a big fan of the bar, but they're not. They're, they're blaming Kayfabe blaming the bar for squashing the rest of the tag team division that's not the bar's fault that the rest of the tag team division have come up short mm-hmm. so to have Braun in it I think that does scream of we've not really actually got anything planned for them we've not got anything planned for the bar why don't we just put them together for me it says we're not ready to put the title on you yet so in a way I suppose I don't have it in for Braun so we'll just give you two <sighs> how much would that add to his mystique though I've got a fear that they're going to and go down aura. I don't think I think it's going to end up a comedy he'll end up in a comedy tag team with Elias see that has a feel of Seamus and Cesaro when they had that best of seven and then they had a tag team together and they weren't very pleased about it but then they find us that you're on the same page and that's what it could come down to with those two um, personally I wouldn't give my tag team partner <laughs> <laughs> I know <laughs> I would just have them go alone and just destroy everyone but for me it is just um, that they're looking ways to keep them relevant give my title keep them on the upper card without putting them into the main event scene yet because that will happen eventually because I think eventually you're going to down the road you're going to get him in the main event and you're going to, he's going to win the title by which point you just hope it's not too late uh-huh. I, I don't know it's just a bit odd I, I would have put him in the mixed tag match so would I have if that was the way you were going to go 
you're going like to once get... all once all the matches are starting to take place, like take shape, uh, that's what I would have probably have done as well. Because you get that, you finally get that payoff from some Survivor Series as well. Uh huh. You get the payoff. Ronda Rousey, there's going to be a lot of eyes, a lot of news sites um, following that, and then the ones who haven't really seen the wrestling before will see Ronda Rousey and they'll go, "Who the hell is that guy? Who is?" Honest to God, this guy is a, the most one of the most organic baby faces in that company. He'd put up on Instagram the other night. They were doing a house show, and there was a boy in the front row with a sign saying, "This is my first WWE event." Braun, after a match, his hair's a mess, sweating buckets, goes up, signs the boy's sign, and puts up a, um, a picture of it on Instagram. You see him at all the signing events, he's high-fiving girls that are a tenth the size of him. This guy is... Like, they can make a lot of commercial money out of him. And, I mean, that's like, in, in, like a not, in a non-disrespectful way, and, and like, but he's he's got that freak show thing uh, about him, if you uh, know what I mean. Like, and I, and I don't mean that in a bad way, you know exactly what I mean. Like, he is, he's really tall, really big. He's thick as hell and so powerful but yet he's quick as a cat as well like that's your like you know how Andre the Giant was like this sort you of took the words right out of my mouth I know you've I'm not to... you know like that attraction or like but when, when when you saw some that big and that like but it was a teddy bear and you're like, oh god! And you just stop. Who's that? He's got that exact same thing about him. And so that's why you were thinking that Vince would have just been like, no, this is the guy I'm going to go with. That's what I mean. No disrespect to the big show. He has had some career for the mm-hmm. size of his, but see for that fan interaction and that relativity. I think I think this is the next under the giant, like the proper sort of commercial. I don't know have you seen any of these adverts for the HBO documentary on, on no not, not a single thing because I don't care about the Battle Royal no it's not about the Battle Royal oh the, the Andrew the Giant documentary we're doing uh-huh. no not a thing not a thing well I strongly advise you to seek that those trailers out this, I'll be watching that that looks amazing really good I mean HBO in general do quite do they do um see when they're doing sort of series on things they do it quite well because they do hard knocks on NFL which is quite good for the boxing they always do like a couple of episodes um, like profiling each fighter and their build up to the fights and that so HBO will generally do it good and, and if WWE have any input on it you know they sort of do their documentaries very well as well uh-huh. so check that out let me know what you think about it uh, sorry to ruin the segue but we've not actually talked much about the Smackdown main event so we'll just wedge that in here shall we did you enjoy it yeah it was alright I'm it glad was, that it AJ was won fine. I was um, it was like you know how I felt about Naka Rusev right I thought that was a good start to the pay per view the winner felt it was inevitable but I still enjoyed it this was the same I never ever had any doubt that AJ wouldn't win I just was I was just enjoying how how he went how he got there and more importantly what kind of stories was coming from it <clears throat> um, so the match itself I, I did quite enjoy there were certain little moments then I did I liked, I'd hated when they were all lined up for that stupid AA oh. but I liked how AJ was clever enough to like stop and just sort of look at Cena 
you had that little face off and then you had them all surrounding the Cena in the ring and then attacking him. Obviously had Sammy KO sort of in the face off as well. Um so I overall um I did enjoy it. Um it was good. I thought each guy was highlighted quite well. Van Corbin looked quite strong. Dolph I've started really caring about Dolph again. I know you don't and probably John Ross doesn't, but No, do you know what? I got an answer for why he disappeared. Mm-hmm. In the promo video, the hype you new know, the hype vignettes that they do at the start. Mm-hmm. He was saying, mm-hmm. I walked away from the company, but I came back for one reason. I want, he, he wanted his singles WrestleMania match. So that, like, I know how bitter he is in real life about that as well. So fair enough. Um, oh, I don't think he's going to get it. No. Uh, Corbin, I don't even think he's going to get a match. Corbin did look good. He's that, that that deep six is just unbelievable, by the way. <laughs> and we're not, we're not fans of Corbin. Like, he's got... Deep Six and um, End of Days is sensational. And the but Deep Six is so good. The choke slam backbreaker thing that he's got mm-hmm, going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Owens made him look like a million pounds. I know. Like Kevin so, Owens overall, sold was, sold the fuck out of his, his moves. Overall, I enjoyed the match. It was it was a decent match. Good end. Um, the right guy obviously win. And I know, obviously, we can tie this back into the Raw talk. I know you weren't keen of... I don't think either of us were keen, sorry, of Cena being in it, but for me, seeing that shot of Cena sitting at a turnbuckle, AJ sort of in the background with his arm raised, I think, and WrestleMania side in the background, and seeing how despondent Cena was, I've almost come full circle on it. I feel like the storytelling is excellent. I didn't need him to be in this main event. I felt like you could have just lost that qualifying match and you could have still had that same moment. Maybe maybe they put him in the main event in the Fastlane pay-per-view before, for it to be more emphatic, for it to stand out more. Um, he's got how close he's even got into the match and then he's lost again. And I know you don't like it, but from a storyline perspective, to me, it, it's excellent. I, I, I kind of came, like I said, came full circle on it. See... Taken off the kayfabe hat, I don't like Cena. <laughs> See, putting it f- firmly wedging that kayfabe hat on, I despise him. <laughs> like, can you? I, the specific words he used, he called the Undertaker a man who has wrestled for twenty-seven years in WWE alone, and this was before. This is after a stint in AWA, WCW and stuff like that. Right? He's wrestled for a long time. He deserves to just go away. And he did go away at WrestleMania. And Cena, Cena, of all people, has the goal to say Undertaker is a conceited, self-centred egomaniac. Can you believe this, man? (laughs) This man... See, See, from a kayfabe point of view... It's just fucking ridiculous. But see, non kayfabe, it's even fucking worse. <laughs> From a shoot point of view, <laughs> this guy walks about, walks you're about backstage. Years old and you wear fucking jean shorts. And he walks about the backstage with a shovel. Triple H's shovel. I know. The utter audacity of this man. Like uh, he lost. Like, you know, take us, like, take us forward. Like. I'm 50 years old, just let me retire, let me 
just let me enjoy retirement. And I laughed so much when you texted earlier on saying, just imagine Taker turns up next week, cuts a promo and says, no, no, thank you, I'm retired. And that's it, end of story. Right, he literally comes out and says, <laughs> no, what's your, what's, what's your problem, pal? <laughs> let me be. Right, it's like, like, the reason I'm doing weights is because my doctor said if I don't start looking after my joints, I'll not be able to walk again. So leave well, me alone. I'm doing weights because I want to stay in good condition, so my wife wants to fuck me. <laughs> oh my god. But I don't know, it's just. Just leave him alone. <laughs> like, so what was the whole point of last year then of putting his hat, jacket, everything down in the ring? I, I think, I think, right at the time, I think that was genuine. That, that was it. Uh-huh. And I think as time's gone on, I think maybe either Taker's getting sort of um, the, the the bit between his ears to come back or he's been sort of pushed back into it in a way and I don't know which one I just the, uh, don't get me wrong I'm, don't get me wrong it was an awesome promo from Cena he always does deliver an awesome promo I cannot wait to see when Taker turns up now I just want Taker to come up and just like if he comes back as biker taker just mow him down with a motorbike <laughs> I don't think he'll come back next week I think Cena will come out calling him out cut another promo and he'll, he'll come back the week after so he'll come back the, the week before the go home show and he'll say no and that's it <laughs> end of and like and I know again who was it it was in general it was in the Facebook messenger group I don't know if it was Rich or it was someone else we're talking about Rich a lot tonight actually shout out to Rich a lot of folks <laughs> <laughs> someone says like what's he going to come down as I think so was, that's, I think that discussion was taking place like that's a, that's a genuinely decent question because on a Raw 25 he never had his gloves or anything on that's continuity and so what, what is he coming down as is, is he coming down the same look he had at Raw 25 I don't really like that look He's going to come down as mean Mark Callis. <laughs> Mullet, shorts, whiskey. <laughs> don't get me, like I said, don't get me wrong. Cannot wait to see Taker's reply to this when he turns up. <laughs> imagine. The match itself. Imagine the match itself is a five star match. <laughs> imagine uh, the next Instagram video from Michelle was like Undertaker, like. Squatting five hundred pounds, launches the barbell across the room and looks into the camera and says, "Away and fuck off, mate." <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then his music hits and he just walks away. I'm, I, I'm, like I say, I'm looking forward to seeing what Taker says when he comes back. Uh, but Cena's just oh the utter audacity of this man can't, I can't believe uh, it it's, 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 it's ludicrous it's absolutely terrible but I'm intrigued I'm not intrigued by the actual match I'm, I say as it before I'm more so intrigued by the build up as opposed to the match aye it's going to either way it's um, controversial but mm-hmm. it's safe to say we'll sort of move on a wee bit the most controversial match, not even the fact that it's a women's battle royal, but the fact that it's going to be the fabulous, it's, instead of the Andre the Giant Memorial, I can't remember what the correct title is, but it's the fabulous Muller um, Memorial Battle Royal. Mm-hmm. Now, in the age of social media, the internet is now, it's not even a, 
a well kept secret anymore. The fabulous Muller for years was involved like training. I can't remember off the top of my head, but she was involved in basically pimping out female wrestlers that were starting to try to make a career for themselves. She'd use them, drug them up. Um, they were involved in rape scandals and stuff like that, and drug scandals. And all of a sudden, even after this whole carry on with Enzo's contro- controversial stuff, they're, they're naming a, a match after the fabulous Muller. This wretched woman. It's quite shocking, really, when you think about it. So, are you are you like fully aware of like the the things that? Uh, Do you know there's so I'll say, much? I'll say supposedly done because I, I I'm not entirely sure. Just because you've not if, you've not read up on a lot of it. I've read up on it, but I'm not entirely sure if anything was ever officially complained about. Like I don't know, maybe because back then I don't know. I don't know if so. Again, I don't know if these are just allegations, but. Generally, if more than one or two people come out and say the same stuff, then it, it's chances are it's probably going to be true. There's a big, massive Reddit thread about yeah. this whole thing, right? And there's talk about the Mula compound. The Mula compound. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, an, there's a first-hand account by a woman called Debbie Johnson who trained under Mula in Kentucky, and I've just sort of got a wee quote here. Um, oh, she was just plain evil, never trusted her or liked her very much. She took advantage of all who worked for her in many ways. People think it was all glamorous, but Muller managed to make a lot of people think she was some kind of goddess and nothing could be further from the truth. She felt like a slave eh, and was treated as one. She wasn't allowed to leave the compound unless someone was with her. Wasn't allowed to have company on the compound, but no one else was either. It was like a small fortress, an iron gate at the entrance, and they watched me like hawks. She wasn't allowed friends. I mean, that's not even talking about stuff where she drug women up so they wouldn't go anywhere else. That she sort of monopolised the territory so that Vince would, Vince Senior, could um, monopolise it all. The women who worked for her made made Muller a very wealthy person. It wasn't her talent that earned her what she has, but the talents of all the women that worked for her. And this person wasn't the only one treated ban- badly. She thinks she's the only one that's willing to tell the complete truth. Now, again, there is quite a lot that's come out about this recently. So it's similar to um, the Bill Cosby thing a few years ago where just so much has happened recently, so many people coming out, that it's hard to believe that it isn't true. Um, Sweet Georgia Brown's another name that's come to mind as well. It's just There's too much to talk about in like a 15-minute segment. But I think the fact that this has come not long after the Enzo stuff. I mean, they didn't. They were. They didn't even name the, the May Young Classic after Miller because they, somebody must have known that she had a bad reputation. Even Bruce Pritchard came out in his podcast, who you know, he's basically a brown nose for WWE most of the time. Like he's trying his best to get a job back, and uh, he was very critical of the stuff that Miller got involved in back in the day. She was an evil person. Muller was involved in the original screw job. What was that woman's uh, Wendy Richter? Don't know if you remember much about that. Mm-hmm. I could go on and on and on. Look, you don't want to speak of ill 
of some people who have passed away, obviously. But as you said, by all by all accounts, she was a vile, horrible person. But come on, this company's got precedence for it, so why are we surprised? I stated that a few weeks back that we all know about the allegations on uh, Jimmy Supervise Snugger. Right. He's still in the Hall of Fame. And but you keep someone like that in the Hall of Fame and you do stuff for them, uh, Muller, but the stuff Hogan got caught up in as well, and he's been quote-unquote blackballed, but you you know what I mean? There's no, there's no consistency. There isn't. So I know I was going off, I'm going away a wee bit, but the Hogan thing, they've done the right thing. Guy was just flat out saying racist things that you can't say. But on the other hand, you've also got people who are also done other horrible stuff but they don't seem to care about that and it's it's weird um, like you could have named hell if you even named after Stephanie McMahon like <laughs> I'd take that right now over the Muller thing Aye. and obviously you've got all these people tweeting about her and all that and they've been obviously been told to do that and some of them are probably disgusted themselves to have to do it but apparently they had to take those comment those tweets back when they were saying, I'm, I'm all for it, like Ruby Riot, Sonia Deville, Carmela. Mm-hmm. Carmela likened herself to Muller. It's like, oh Jesus, Carmela, for God's sake. That's the thing, like, sometimes the, the, you just imagine you've been told to do stuff like that, but. It's. It's like, a really like, big backlash. It shouldn't surprise anyone, really, that, that they do stuff like this. But they're all, they're trying to, they're making a big deal out of women's equality this year. Women's they had the May Young Classic last year, uh, the Royal Rumble this year. They've got a Battle Royal. You're probably going to get the most women's matches at WrestleMania and they've ever had. And then they slap this press bad press magnet on the top of everything. They've always been thinking people either don't care because it was so long ago, or people in the mainstream media won't pick up too much on it. Somebody will. Oh, without a doubt, there's always someone that's going to pick up on it. But like I say, like there's just too much surprise and shock at this decision from people from Malik, and it's like, come on, like we do, they've done this stuff before. They'll continue doing this kind of stuff for kind of like. Don't be surprised by anything that we do. That's a pretty bleak out, bleak outlook to have. But you're you're right. Like, why we're surprised uh, anymore? It is. It's not. It's not good. But they do stuff all the time. You're like, like, you're, why? Why are you doing that? Like, that makes no sense. Like, whose benefit is that for? Like, they just seem to. It's as if they wake whoever making the decision just rolls out of bed one day and decides that oh, is what I'm going to do. And next day they change their mind and do something different. There's, like I say, there's no consistency in what they do. No. By bottom line, she was not a nice person. She was not a nice person whatsoever. Um. I say, we don't want to speak too much ill of someone who's not here, but... You can speak ill of her. She's just not a nice person. By yeah. all accounts, she just was not a nice person at all and didn't treat people the right way. Aye. Now, at the end of the day, like, I know we're going to go philosophical and that, but you treat people the way you want to be treated. If mm-hmm. you treat someone like a piece of shit, in turn they're going to do that the same to you and you've not got no, any right to complain. And by all accounts, she was treating people horribly and like piece of shit. And in turn, she is... A vile, horrible person. Nothing else can be said about it. No, nothing else at all. 
Well, we cheer things up a wee bit. Is there anything else you're wanting to talk about? Um, or shall we go on with the quiz? Have you prepared a quiz? I have prepared a quiz. It's a short one, but it might be hard, so... Um, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head if I was anything. I do want to t- chip in one thing about this Fastlane main event. Sami mm-hmm. Zayn had a cracking night. His character work was sterling, sterling stuff on Sunday. He's just like I say, he was. He could still be your number one babyface in the company if you want him to be. The guy's just phenomenal. He could be the number one babyface, but he's been a pretty decent heel the last couple of nights. Mm-hmm. I mean, we knew that Sami Zayn was going to do something when he basically offered to lie down for Kevin Owens. Although, and in fairness, he didn't know. He lay there and Owens. Ah, Owens that's true, that's didn't true. Him, and Owens tried to pick him up and do something to him and that's when Sami Zayn said, I don't know what you're doing. Ah, Mate, that, I don't know, maybe... That's a good point. That was purpose. That was on purpose, I think. But not only that, I mean, the work that he had where he was shouting and bawling at Shane, saying, you, you've you put a wedge between me and my best friend. Mm. And then again this week on Raw, JR sent a Reddit link, like a streamable link when he gave Shane the halluva kick in Smackdown last night and the look on his face was just of sheer orgasmic joy like, licking <laughs> his beard and stuff it's like oh man he's actually a really good see if you just let him off the leash he's a shit hot I you know but since we're talking about Sammy I think I've told you this before but I don't know if I've said it on air um, his finisher the halluva kick I used to think that was called the halloumi kick <laughs> and I was like, why the fuck is that finisher named after a cheese? That would have been quite a <laughs> cheesy name for a finisher. Oh, God. Thank you, thank you very much. Uh, see, when I first saw it read out, I thought it was a hell of a kick. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, that's why it's called it, but... I know. Uh, but a I see when he does that tornado DD3... Oh, through the ropes. Oh. Excellent. That never, never gets old. I remember the first time I saw that, I couldn't quite believe what I saw. <laughs> I, so what the hell has he just done? And Kevin Owens takes it perfectly. He must have taken mm. hundreds of them over their career together. Most likely. Oh, it's just mesmerising. And that blue thunderbomb as well. The guy is just a thing of beauty. He's actually he's such a good wrestler. Uh, and despite the carry-on that they've had. Not their fault, the whole booking stuff going on in SmackDown. He's had a good few nights. And if it does actually end up with him and Kevin without Shane in a one-on-one match at Mania, fair play to them. Well done to them both. And well done to Vince for realising that they've actually put in a shift and a half the last six months or so. Mm -hmm. So good stuff. Right, will we get on the go with a quiz then? Yep. It's fucking quiz time with Ricky and Clive and friends. A fucking WWE quiz. Right, so this week's quiz, speaking of Sami Zayn, even though he's a brown wrestler, it is based around geeks in WWE. Not the nicest of terms, but it's basically wrestlers who are geeks, really. (laughs) 
Uh, they might be amazing, but they're just not going to go anywhere. They're squashed constantly. They've got horrific losing streaks. They've got bad angles, so that's the theme for this week. And I did actually struggle with a number of questions, so I've only got five for you this week, I'm afraid. All right. Okay. Well, I mean, this quiz, that's fine. Let's go. I'll do my best with this quiz. Aye. Right. So the first question is a double barrel one. These two wrestlers could be considered geeks. I know you wouldn't consider one of them geeks, right? But from the early days, they are both in the current format version of the Grand Slam Champions list. Right? So there are, there are only ten in that. I know. Congratulations to Randy Orton recently doing that. Uh, yep. These two guys were also a tag team. Who are they? So I'll just these two were also a tag team. Yes, they were a tag team together, and it was. I'll give you another clue. The tag team name was a play on both of their names. Tag team what? Sorry. The, their tag team name. Mm-hmm. It was a pun on both of their names. Mismashed together. Right. Um. Sorry, um, uh, I believe was Chris Jericho one of them? He's on the list. (laughs) Do you get it? Mm -hmm. Hilarious. Fuck you. (laughs) Um, But it's not him. Show? Yes. And? See, I thought it was Jericho for a second. Um, they played on each other's names, that's correct. Jerry Show. Hi, that's what I thought, because I remember him talking about that in a podcast once, quite recently. Would you consider Jericho a geek? Well, I suppose so, but not really. Oh, come on. Jericho's Suppose. the goat. Uh, remember when he first debuted when he came down to Rock? Oh. <laughs> that big, long, long blonde hair with that horrific looking thing on his chin. And the the, the man bun. <laughs> I just love that guy, but. Do you give up? Will I give you a clue? Wait, was that not the answer? No. Oh, which one did I get right then? You got the big show right, but it's two wrestlers I'm looking for. Oh, I thought Jericho was the other one. No, Jericho is not a geek. How dare no, you? That's what I thought you were implying, though. I was asking you because it was basically a rhetorical question. There is no. No, but I thought I thought that's what you implied, right? Um, show, right? Let me see. Let me see. Let me go through my head. Would you like another clue? Yeah, why not? This person recently congratulated Randy Orton for joining the club on Twitter. Miz? There you go. I don't ever remember them being a tag team. Show Miz. I know, but I just don't remember that at all. Unless I just made that up. Number Maybe. Number two, which current SmackDown superstar is on a seven pay-per-view losing streak? You're going to hate this answer. 
consecutive or just in general? Consecutive. Receive. Yes. Biggest geek on the roster, ladies and gents, Rusev. The guy should be the fucking uh, WWE champion. He is an uber geek. He is phenomenal. He's average. He is not average. He is not average. Number three. Alright, let's move on. What pay-per-view was Jack Swagger's last match? And who did he lose to? God, man. Um, I'm going to hazard a guess that you've not got a clue. Uh, was it a pay-per-view or was it a Smackdown? Well, I which which pay-per-view? Sorry, which was this person's last pay-per-view match? Oh, I don't know, but I know I think he ended up... I think one of his last few, if not his last one, was against Baron Corbin. I'll give you the point, because I was going to say, uh, who was it against? Alright, okay, excellent. I don't remember the pay-per-view, though. No Mercy 2016. I would never have got that. From, he basically lost that match to another geek. Number four, what was the only championship that Eugene won? Um, Nicholas Dinsmore. <laughs> nice one. <laughs> Thanks. It was the NWWE. It was um thingy with our very own Willie Regal. <laughs> the thingy. So oh, the tag tag, yep, tag title, tag titles with William Regal, yep, yep, that was good stuff. Did you know that Eugene? Do you know how like he stole all the the sort of legends of the Attitude Era's finishing moves? Mm-hmm. And his gimmick was he was a bit special needs. Mm-hmm. Well, one of his finishing moves when I was doing research was called the Special People's Elbow. <laughs> <laughs> For fuck's sake. WWE, ladies and gentlemen. Jeez. Politi- politically correct since never. <laughs> Number five. Which current SmackDown Live woman? Who, uh, uh, their 2017 win loss record was 29 to 131, including house shows and all that. Current. She's on SmackDown at the moment, and in 2017, her win to no contest to loss ratio was 291131. Um, you won't be no, happy. She's not. Sorry. You won't be happy with the answer. What? What was I again? Twenty nine. What? Twenty nine wins, one no contest, and one hundred and thirty one staggering losses. And I won't be happy with the answer. She was also the champion at some point last oh, year. Natalia. Aye. 
fuck's sake. Well, I suppose, in fairness, like, not many heels are really supposed to win at live events, so they say. See, when I was doing a bit of research, I was on that profightdb.com and I was trying to figure out a win-loss ratio for Sami Zayn. I think it was actually higher than you would expect, but I think that includes house shows. But see, for pay-per-view and TV, see the amount of defeats that boy's had. Fucking hell. That's mm-hmm. embarrassing. The ultra geek. Right. So I'm sorry I picked on a few of your bays there, Ricky. Fine. I wasn't happy with number three right enough, but still. But number two. The Rusev one. Aye. They're going to bring out a t-shirt called It's Geek Day. What, it's going to have his face on it? Ah. <laughs> Sorry about that. I don't know why you don't like him. It's not that I don't like him. I don't get why there's such a huge adoration of him. Guy's fucking awesome. He's absolutely hilarious, right? He's good in the ring. Can cut a promo. Got over on his own. He's good. Come in, come in, come in WrestleMania in a fucking tank. The best thing like, he's done is not when he came down to WrestleMania in a tank. The best thing he's done was when he beat Kalisto for the US title. When WWE.com do their back their videos, when he gets his own plates on the belt, he said, "I'm going to be the United States champion for the next seven years." <laughs> <laughs> and it lasted like three months or something. I know. Fucking just push the man for crying out loud. They won't. He's a mid-carder for life. He should get that tattooed on his chest. I'm annoying you right now, should I? I, yeah. Will we call it quits then? Not not in the sense I want to uh, beat you up or anything. I just like, it's fucking, it's Rusev. I know. Give him every single title there's ever been in professional wrestling. Even the Cruiserweight tag teams? All of them. All of them, and it also includes Caleb's most prestigious title as well. The let's get the pronunciation right. The, <laughs> the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. <laughs> Ten pounds of gold. That cracks me up every single time. <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> shout out to Caleb. Speaking of shout outs, uh, check out the rest of the stuff on Social Suplex Podcast Network, such as One Nation Radio. With Rich and James, Caleb is on your SMC Wrestling Podcast with Rance and Carol, and the Keeping It Strong Style guys, Jeremy and Josh. Check out the Wrestling Squared Circle Facebook group, come and join us and talk a lot of shite. Um, good shite though, funny shite. Uh, let's head over to socialsuplex.com where you've got an option to subscribe to the podcast as well as all the columns and sort of... Um, TV reviews that we've got going on there as well I think we've covered all the plugs have I got anything else I think that's us no did you know we can't say Carl properly what what did you just say to me (laughs) let's say it like we can't say it properly no English people can't say it properly I don't know so anyway it doesn't matter Carl that's Carl Carl. 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 <laughs> oh, I love that man. Shout out to um, Barry and GR as well, obviously. Yep. 
get them on before WrestleMania, hopefully get a nice big preview show on the go. Um, I know we've only got what is it three weeks in it? Ah, uh, three, three left. So ideally, get them on before. In worst case, get them definitely on the week after it, so we can discuss Mania. Aye, maybe we can invite them on to anchor and try and get some. Even if it's a case of splicing some good Scottish banter in there from them, that would be helpful. But we'll get mm-hmm. something sorted. Yep. Um, also, shout out to uh, <coughs> sorry. Shout out to Stephen Hawkins as well. Man's a fucking legend. <laughs> okay. What? Uh, just, I'm saying okay then, that's fine. I know, I couldn't, I couldn't believe when I found out he was 21 when he got um, diagnosed. Ah, uh, anyway. I've seen the film, it's good. Anyway, this isn't the movie review show. Uh, that is coming, coming soon, folks. Speak to you next week and enjoy your weekend. I'm away to watch 205 Live. Good night. Take care, guys. Thank you for listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. We'll see you next time. See you next time.